Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everyone. Welcome back to yet another Locked On Town podcast. It's been a while here, Willie. A long time coming. Our last podcast, for those of you who actually follow it pretty well, you'll realize that we said we're back and we're going to keep producing podcasts a lot more. And uh, we didn't. That clearly did not happen, huh? No. Um, I think life happened. Life happens. I mean, we're in we're in a new location now. We ramped up on calls quite a bit, and uh, we got extremely busy there for a few months before we had some technical difficulties that we'll get into later. But yeah, let's go ahead and start with the most pressing topic on our list today. What's coming up this weekend? Uh, this weekend we got the Saginaw Bay Waterfowl Festival. Uh, much bigger, I think, than previous years. Um, they're bringing a lot of guys in this year to uh, help with cash flow for the duck calling competitions that they're going to have. And there's a lot more booths there this year than there has in previous years. The prize fund for the calling contest, I think, pretty much tripled since last year. There's a lot going on there. Um, just just last year alone, I think there was two call companies there, if I'm not mistaken, maybe three. Uh, this year, there's probably eight to ten of us. Yeah, and we'll be one of them. And hopefully you guys come to check out our booth, because if I do say so myself, we will be the best one there. Uh, I think we have the most to offer, the most variety. That's that's our class, you know. I've, I think that's where we strive to be the best is with our variety of colors and combos and then price ranging. You know, a lot of companies are right there either in the middle to real high ground. I feel like we go everywhere from low all the way up. I mean, for those of you who don't know, we've got calls ranging from thirty nine ninety nine for a single barrel, single color barrel and single color insert editions all the way up to over 150 but with that being said, our $150 calls are other companies' $300 calls. So you definitely get a great deal with our calls. They look and sound amazing. I'm pretty sure since the last podcast, our Serenator edition might be brand new. I think so, because our last one's in the February-March area, and those didn't release until probably April or May. Yeah, so the new Serenator calls are our cheapest, most budget-friendly call. Now, obviously, unlike other companies, though, we keep the same sound throughout our call. It's not a budget sound compared to your high-end sound if you were going through somebody else. We keep the same sound through and through. It's all hand-tuned by us. So if you're buying your budget-friendly or you're buying your super expensive call, you're just buying it based on looks. Yeah, we've got, we really hate a lot of companies who charge double or even triple for their highest quality sound. Now, we offer different sounds, obviously, from single and double read and your goose calls and all that. But all of our duck calls are the same high-quality sound because no matter what, if it's a locked-on sound call, we want it to produce for y'all. Um, we, we've got, what, about 10 different colors right now? Uh, 12 colors on the docket officially. Now, that will be narrowing down in the coming weeks. We're probably going to drop a co- couple colors off there after we see what you guys like at the show and everything. So Saginaw Bay Waterfall Festival and Point Mouillet Waterfall Festival will probably be the last two shows that you can find all 12 of our colors in stock, ready to go. Now, we've been bulking pretty heavy for this show. This is our first waterfall festival we've ever been to. We've been in some some gun and knife shows before. Um, Those did not pan out the way we thought they would. So this is the first big festival, big kind of show, 
where we're going to meet a lot of people and be able to get kind of our system out to the masses. Yeah, we were really grateful to be invited out to the show and super excited to see all of our local Michigan fans there, especially since in Saginaw Bay, we're two hours north pretty much of where we are here. So it broadens our horizon out to a lot of the people who can't come and visit us right here in the Brooklyn area and can kind of travel south a little bit further to see us in Saginaw Bay. Um, for we, well, the last three weeks probably, last month, we've been... It's been a nonstop grind in here, whether we were moving, because we just moved into a new shop two, on, what, two, three weeks ago? Not even three, on the 15th, and today is the second, so. Yeah. 17 days ago, we moved into our brand new shop, and I will say it is a huge upgrade to where we were before, and it looks great in here, and the biggest thing I think we can both agree on is that it's air-conditioned. It's air-conditioned and heated, and Which, the prior shop had no AC or heat. So. And it was 102 degrees outside today. So having that AC when you walked in here felt amazing. It was either 102 in the shop or it was negative 10 in the shop. There was no in-between. No, there was yeah. no nice, um, barely any airflow. We've got good airflow in here. We've upgraded lathes. Um, so Brand now, new you know, turning lathes. Everything's well. coming out faster, cleaner, um, much better. But it's been a big bulk. We've got this show and then not three weeks later, we turn around and we'll head east Southeast, actually, Southeast. down to Point Moyer. And that's going to be a great show, too, but we'll touch on that in another podcast for sure. But let's talk about what what are we bringing to this show. I mean, we've got a lot more more calls coming to this show than we've ever had on hand before. Um, this show, we've got our Serenade Edition, which we just talked about, which is our lowest budget-friendly call. Um, we've got our normal acrylic, you know, custom-style calls that we've been running. We're running our insert through and through now. It's fully ours, hand-tuned by us. Um... And then we're going to go over, we got double goose coming with us, which is double acrylic barrel goose. We have our resin uh, goose barrels and goose inserts, which are also going to be very budget friendly for all you goose fans <coughs> out there. And then now we're starting to work on our matching insert sleeved duck uh, barrels and inserts. Yeah, and we've got one sitting in front of us right now that has a beautiful pearl white barrel with uh, red and blue sparkles inside of it. And then the insert, matching insert for it is a pearl red with blue and white sparkles in, in front of it. In front of it, inside of it. Call. It's a very patriotic call and it reminds you of a nice bass boat. <laughs> that, do you know what? That, it does remind me of a nice bass it boat. Does. Like the old Skeeters. Mm -hmm, um, with the with bright the, red paint with the sparkles with in the it. With the sparkles mm -hmm. in it. All that fleck inside. But um, the first <clears> one, <throat> hot off the press. Uh, I have not done one up you know, up until this point. So I, I wouldn't call it the most fancy looking call for sure. It's a little bulky compared to, I think most calls, but with everything we do here, it's, we always advance and it will become better and better and better over time. Um, we all, and we always have the best customer service. So if anybody ever has an issue with anything, we always strive to get better and we take criticism pretty well, I'd say. I'd say we do. And usually any, any time, at least so far where customers text us and been like, Hey, I'm having an issue with this. The first step's always to kind of talk to them and work through it. Is it something, you know, did, is your read slipping out? Were you playing with it? Or if something is malfunctioning, we've sent every customer, which isn't many at all, especially compared to our sales the past few months, a new insert or barrel or whatever they've needed. So it's definitely 100% satisfaction, lifetime guarantee. Oh, yeah. Most of the questions that we're asking, I think people think we're asking, trying to blame it on them. It's not for <clears throat> a blame kind of thing. It's more... We just want to know what happens so that maybe in the future we can either bulk in it, we can we can make it bulkier in an area, or we can help help it stabilize better so it gets through that tragic thing that happened to it to break it, and then we send you a brand new one. It's just it's just a questionnaire to kind of get it in our head of what ha if it if it fell on a pillow and it broke, 
That's a big issue That's for us. That's a big us. issue for us. Now, if it fell, it hasn't happened yet, just to be clear. But. If it fell and you ran it over with your freaking F-450, <laughs> now I'm understood. Okay, I, I, I get it. Uh, I get why it, it broke. Up. Not really a quality And we'll concern. just say, okay, it, it broke. That's fine, and we'll send you a new one. It's not a big deal. Right. So the other thing that has been a very popular product that we've talked about on the podcast before is we have quite a bit of beer additions coming with us to the show. Now, in front of us right now, we've got about 150 calls between our display case and sitting on the desk in front of us. And we've got probably 30 image, co- image rod calls with beer editions and patriotic and military editions and Trump calls and such. We have a lot of a lot of new ones sitting up there. Um, a lot of beer call. We've got a screwball up there. A screwball call. We've got uh, a Trump call. Classic Coors Light call. Um, we have a couple that are actually custom made by us. We have a flag that um, has all the representative colors of all of our mm-hmm. military, military EMTs, police officers, firefighters, all that kind of stuff. Yep. And then we've got a nice military edition with some nice armed soldiers with a sunset American flag on and the I back of it. I so. believe that is going to be our um, kind of auctionary call. That will be uh we haven't talked about it yet, but I think that's going to be probably our dollar dollar bid yeah, to so enter it. That's going to be our dollar bid to enter. Um, and for anyone listening on the way to the show right now, if you buy kind of a hat or shirt or any of our apparel and such, we'll give you some free entries to the raffle as well. For sure. Um, I guess now we can well we can kind of talk about the double edged sword that came with the the image rod calls. The double edged sword. The double edged sword. Oh well, I guess. I'd, That kind of went right over my head. So as a lot of you guys know, many of you came from Instagram, and our Instagram was doing very, very well. I mean, we were gaining 1,000 followers every month, and you know, we were were gaining, our sales were increasing, you guys were getting all the products you know and loved, and then I got an email the day before I left for vacation to Tennessee, and we're looking at the email, and it says, your account has been temporarily banned. And by that night, I got another email that said, your account has been permanently banned. And I showed up to Hunter's house to hand him off some stuff before we uh, before I left for vacation. And I was like, hey, I'm leaving. But by the way, Instagram shut down. So bye-bye. Yeah. So I got dropped on a bomb. You know, we were – I couldn't even keep up with, with what we were doing. We thought April and May would be our slower months. We figured we'd start bulking for show in, in May sometime. And we work with a couple of other guide companies and stuff. So we were going to make some some slight, you know – bulk orders for them but it wasn't anything that was going to be big so we kind of thought that may and april would be our slow months well they were our two biggest months we've ever pumped out i think there was one morning i want to say it was like april 6th or 7th where i texted hunter that morning and i was like hey i know it's only you know 7 30 in the morning right now but we've already got eight orders for the day so be ready tonight to turn some calls i mean for, the, for as small of a company as we are just so people can kind of get a, a rec- recognize what we do most of our orders are custom a lot of them are custom poured. One of a kind. They're one of a kind, custom shaped. You know, they take they take a while to get to, to get prepped, to get ready, to turn, to sand in the whole nine yards, and then we gotta ship it out to you. So for us, you know, being a two two man group, we work a full job with it. And then we come here at night and we do that. When you get eight orders in your first hour, you've been awake. It's a big day. It's it a good start yeah, to the day. It's, a, it's an exciting day, but it's also a I wouldn't say worrisome, but it's very... Um, you realize pretty quickly that if that continues throughout the whole day, you've got a long couple weeks ahead of you. So there was a point in time where I think I had 28 order forms sitting in front of me, and I couldn't... I, he was just... As fast as I could pump them out, 
he was putting more sheets in there, so I could not keep up. Now, not that that's not a bad thing at all. It's no, great, no, it's we great. were super grateful for it. Super grateful. It's allowed us to do and open up a lot of new projects that we've wanted to start. We've got some new machines, new lathes, new shop, like we said, display cases. Everything that we could want to bring to this show, we're able to bring. But with the downfall of Instagram... Yeah, so we went from the thousands of followers to the account completely wiped out, had to start fresh with zero followers, zero likes, and zero posts. So as of the recording of this podcast, we're at 478 last time I looked followers. Now that's our first couple weeks of being back. So a lot of you guys, I got a lot of texts, probably 30 texts from customers that were like, hey, where'd your Instagram go? It's like, I'm, I'm coming, guys. The new one's being made, and we'll get up. And a lot of you guys came back to follow us, and we really appreciate that. And we hope the rest of you guys that haven't really looked at Instagram a whole lot give us a follow because it's definitely been a struggle to get it back up and running. But I think in the past 24 hours, we've gained about 50 followers. So we're getting back there, and we're increasing every day. So. I, think, I think social media is something we can brush on just real quick. I know that's not on the topic board, but I do want to brush by it. For being a <clears> hunting <throat> business that which is what we solely do we don't have anything that we sell pretty much other than hunting stuff it's all hunting stuff and so when we do like a tiktok or we do an instagram or we go to facebook i do feel like especially lately it has been very easy to get nitpicked and kind of because i mean i'm co-owner of the company and i have to search for our tiktok or our instagram posts to go find them and like them because they do not show up on my feed. No, and it's it's bad. I mean, Instagram obviously pops up usually for me, but even like you said, TikToks don't usually pop up. And we had a we had a TikTok posted back in late December that got over 1.8 million views on it. And then our next video got like 200 views. And yeah. it's like we can't understand the algorithm, you know, when the video that got all the likes and all the the 1.8 million views was of me falling out of a tree stand. So it's not like it was even something related to the company, but we definitely, uh, we've noticed a pattern of anything specific hunting related with animals in it that are, you know, not living anymore. Mark Zuckerberg kind of likes to push that under the rug. Well, I mean, we had one video that got uh, 850,000, I think, and all it was was the barrel of your gun sitting out of a, out of a stand. There wasn't even mm-hmm. an animal in the picture. Nope, I didn't, shoot, didn't the gun, shoot the gun. You could just see a rod of metal that was the barrel. That, it was the barrel of the gun, and that, that was it. There was nothing there that you were even going to shoot. Um, so, and that one, got, that one got banned, and we had to mm-hmm. go in there and go after it for two or three um, uh, hours, I think. Yeah, it was, it was interesting, and it's definitely hurt quite a bit. So between Facebook and TikTok and Instagram, you know, the whole, the whole metaverse of them, it, it's been hurtful to have to go through it, but we're starting to climb back up again, and we're hoping that those views continue to climb and not go the opposite direction. Uh, on that trail, YouTube. YouTube is on the way. YouTube is on the way. Our introduction and our, our intro and our extra are officially made, so our first YouTube video should be up within the coming weeks. I would say two weeks tops for that. Yeah. We've got one more clip to record that's just kind of an intro to our new shop and a tour of our new shop and who we are as a company and as people. And then after that, come fall, next month actually being September, yeah. you'll see a lot more hunting videos. And we've been invited out to a lot of different hunts throughout Michigan, the country, and internationally. So we're really excited to take a lot of you guys up on that offer. And if we weren't able to take you up on your offer and we had to turn you down, we'll definitely be interested next year. Yeah. Now, I'm, obviously, we don't have um, – I mean, we work, we work the full job, we work this job, plus we're not rich by any means. 
if anything, I would say we're more broke. <laughs> so if, if it was an international hunt, um, such as Canada, thank you, Canada, uh, for the plentiful geese that you provide. The geese that we can't bring back, might I add. Yeah. Now you, 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 we can go up there. I'm going to get on a side tangent with that now. So our, our great government last year, you know, with COVID and everything, you couldn't even go there to hunt. So their hunting industry in Canada extremely hurt because of it. Now this year you can go, but they made it because of the uh, bird flu. That you can't bring birds back, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense because now the guides up in Canada are just going to throw them out. Because what are they going to do? Dress 300 birds a day? Like, that's not going to happen. I, I really don't know what they're going to do. I've, I've never been to a big operation like that, so I'm, I, I don't know. I know there was talks of changing that rule, so I'd like to see if by hunting season they change that rule. I definitely hope they do. And back around. With it being the time of year, you know, coming up on midterm elections, I just want to make it a note that everyone make sure – you know, the people you're voting for, know, know what their representatives are as far as wildlife and conservation, because that's a big thing that we're going to run into. We were just talking about an article the other day talking about uh, ducks kind of becoming more like deer and nocturnal and not coming out until after, you know, sunset. Well, we've got a new rule now for deer where you have to go on and register the deer that you've shot. Which, don't get me wrong, I think that's a much better idea and that's how it should have been. I think it's a terrible idea. We, we differ on that. I think it's an awful idea. Why is that an awful idea? I think it's a terrible idea because it ends up, I, I really, th I don't think I should have to call you. To, if I bought the tag, it's my tag. I but, paid for the tag. But Why don't do you I think it gives tag? them a better idea of how many deer are being harvested each year? I don't, I don't care how many. You, you, if you needed to know how many deer we were harvesting, it wouldn't, I mean, it wouldn't be as big of a deal as they make it to give meat out to people or to shoot. I mean, I just don't think it's that way. If, every, I don't want it to turn into every time I shoot a rabbit or a squirrel or a duck. I've got to call you and be like, oh, I shot four ducks today. And then they show up at my house and they're like, well, guess what? Possession limit's 15. So if you have more than 15, I'm going to find you. And I can understand, but there are a lot of states that do it this way. And those states do tend to have a bigger buck population. So I mean, let's, let's be honest. Nobody nowadays, I shouldn't say nobody, 99% of the population is not hunting to save money. They're not hunting to save money on food because do the math on your duck. You're no, spending more no, than not, if you were to go we're get not money. to save money, but I'm just saying I think the more you let the government meddle in whatever you're doing, the worse it gets because it's just – it's the same thing over and over again. It's the – in the DNR, they play their game and you'll play into it because you have to and then eventually it'll become a bigger rule and then a bigger rule and then it'll be on every animal and then it'll be on fish and then next thing you know – they're going to be showing up at your house and be like, okay, well, this year you have had this many. It's six months, so you you shouldn't – now we're, we're to that point where that deer should be gone. Six, you're only supposed to have it six months. Is that really a rule? That, that's a written rule. I've never heard that rule before. You have to, you're only supposed to have it for six months. Well, so I'm definitely over that limit. Sorry, so DNR. <laughs> let's, go, let's go look at your – let's go look and see in your freezer what you got. It better be it better be freaking labeled and it better look good and – let me and change you, the date on my deer. Real and, uh, every guy going out to shoot geese, and they shoot them every weekend, and they're shooting them up. Uh, your possession limit, you guys, uh, you better not have too many in your freezer because they're going to go look for that too. So, well, before before our next podcast, we should look up some data on what states have those rules and kind of what their harvest limits are and what what size their average deer and bucks are and stuff like that. Because I'd be interested to see the actual correlation between all these rules and regulations compared to actual buck size. I would too. Um, I guess we shouldn't get off on our tangents so much. Not though. not too much. We don't want this to be a 20-hour-long podcast. No, but so, um, we, can, we can move on to our next topic here, which is going to be... Let's jump right in. Since we're talking about DNR rules and regulations, the 2022 Michigan Digest is out officially. So 
you know, anyone not in Michigan, you can stay and hear our stupid rules, or you can hit that plus 15 button a couple times. But let's talk about the rules that laid out this year and the dates, because there are some significant changes. And I was talking to a guy just today who it's really disrupted his plans with. Um, I'm, I, I mean, just came out two weeks ago, and when I read the dates, they, they actually, somebody leaked them before they got printed. They did, because I texted you that morning, and yes. we were talking about Which it. this year, it's, I believe, all electronic. They're not printing Nope, anything, they are not printing any which of Which I think is stupid. I, I disagree fully with that. I think it could definitely lead to some issues. Um, I'm just I'm, I'm just saying there's there's still a lot of people in this world that maybe they don't have a smartphone. Maybe no, they this is true. Maybe they don't have the tech savvy ability to run these to run the smartphone. Take a screenshot. You better write it down on a piece of paper because if you don't know it, they're gonna be looking for you. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I just, we looked at our booklet a couple times last year. I like, the booklet, so it's, I like the feeling of having it in my <clears> hand. It makes me feel very secure. And when you're jumping on your phone trying to look through, I'm not screenshotting 60 pages. No, that's definitely and true. It, I mean, you can download it to your phone. That's true. That's fine. But, I mean, what if you drop your phone in the lake? There's just a lot of things that come with it that I'm kind of like, I would just rather have the booklet, please. I think there should be some booklets printed. We probably don't need them at every location you can buy a license. No, but I Because let's be honest, how many of those get thrown away every year? I think it was just a, you know, one of those carbon neutral, quit wasting paper on them type of deals, probably. We waste so much paper. I mean, we do. On that that digest. That one little baby digest wastes so much paper. (laughs) It's not like we freaking waste paper on everything else in this world. No, that's that's a true point. The digests, for sure. That was one. I think. You know what? I think we fixed the climate. Yeah. Climate fix. Digest. All the hunters out there, just know that you by not you, you can't have one this year. You fixed the climate. Conservation conserved. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. So, anyway, some of our dates this year for you Michiganders listening, we've got you know usually it's north zone, middle zone, southern zone, or one, two, three, however you want to call it, are back to back to back weekends. So that way, a lot of people travel from the north south and hit all three opening weekends. This year, you can't do that unless you want to take an extra week of vacation. Yeah, so we go September 24th in the North Zone. That's when they're going to start duck hunting. And they're going to come right off of Goose, actually. Goose is going to take a little bit of a hit. September 1st is opening day of Goose, and that will go all the way to December 16th. So they're going to go from Goose the 24th. They go right into Duck. Duck will end on the 20th, and then they will have the November 26th and 27th as their split. Um, but then you jump right down to middle zone and it's October 8th. So there's a week in between there where normally you could take three weeks in vacation, whatever you want to do, and, or just three weekends and you could go bam, bam, bam and come on down. Um, you will not be able to do that anymore. You're going to have to go north zone, take a week in between, come back down. I actually talked to somebody the other week though. They took all three before knowing that this thing was coming out. Yep. And guess what? Looks like you get a week. Looks like you can either go back to the North Zone and hunt it again. <clears throat> but if you live down here, which he does, he's going to go up, shoot, come back down, have a week in between. Then he's going to hunt our zone. Which, I mean, it's not like gas prices are high or anything. So you might as well drive the extra couple miles down to the top of the state and back, you know. Not going to hurt anything at all. Um, no, I mean, we're going to get there, with the, especially with our show, when we start talking about, you know, Saginaw Bay and, like, all the logistics of it. Mm-hmm. But that's a big one, is the gas prices going up and back and, and going back down. I mean, just, I mean, I was excited to see gas for three ninety nine today out in uh, Coldwater, so. Oh, I mean, I drive I drive that freaking diesel truck, so four four ninety nine 
maybe if you're lucky, 489 right now yep. has been like if I see 489, I don't care. You're stopping, stopping the top off. <laughs> I'm stopping, I'm chopping it off. Um, but that extra week, I know that's going to throw some people for a loop, especially since I don't know how long they've been going with the three weeks in a row. It, I mean, I haven't been looking to digest that long, but I'm just saying that's going to throw some people for some loops. It is. And I don't think your place of business really gives two craps that the digest changed and you pretty please need that weekend back and then you need to use it again to fo the, the following weekend so that you can come back down to your zone because – I mean, yeah, I mean it, in theory, the only way, the only thing it really, really screwed up was your own zone. If you hunt in the southern zone, if you're from the southern zone and you took three weekends off, it screwed your zone up. Because it you're, you took three weeks, that first week you're going to hunt north, you're going to have a week in between where you're off and you're not hunting anything, and then that third week you're going to hunt middle zone. So then the following week, bam. Now at first when I looked at it, we're in the south, so we hunt October 15th. I looked at that and I was like... Ooh, maybe they took, you know, some of our stuff into consideration. We mm -hmm. want to start later. I was like, if we start later, that's great. Because really the first two weeks of our hunting Sucks. is absolute bullcrap. It's, it's garbage. Hot. It's freaking the duck. There's no migration at all. I mean, we haven't, we haven't started that at all. You, so you shoot the same ducks over and over again. Well, everything's still on the west side of the yeah, state. So the We're second, what, southeastern? Southeastern. Yeah. But like, nothing, nothing's moving. Nothing's moving around. You're shooting the same ducks on the same pond over and over again. So I thought... You know, October 15th, I, I was like, sweet. And then I look, and it goes to December 11th, and then we get the 31st and January 1st. And I Which, was like, oh. again, is a change from last year, because it's usually the 1st and 2nd of January. To start your new year, that's your split. Now they've moved it, so both are on holidays. But, I mean, I think I, we lost a week, right? I believe so, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure we lost a week in there. If, if not, I'd have to look at the other one, the other di last year's digest, but I'm pretty sure we lost a week somewhere. We yeah. had to. You can't take a week off and not lose a week because they no. didn't give us a week on the back end. No, no, which I would have greatly liked if they did. I really was hoping they would give us the extra week on the back end of it because that would have been probably the best hunting I've ever seen. Yeah, especially. I mean, I in mean, our lifetime, it would be the best hunting in Michigan. I probably. mean, last year on our split, which we, if they would have given us the extra week, would have been our beginning of this of the last week of hunting. Right. That was the best hunting that we had all year long. Oh, for sure. We, I mean, we were shooting I mean, birds left and right. Exactly. It we was insane. Get birds out of our face. So the dates on um, the dates, <clears> I think, are if anything, we lost the week, but it's whatever. I think I think our hunting improves. So you, I don't think you'll notice it. Plus, you get. You get you get September for geese. You get September through the thirtieth, first um, to the thirtieth, and then if you really want to, you could head you could head to the middle or north zone and get your fix on ducks if you wanted to. If you wanted to spend that fuel, um, but I think it's better hunting just because we start later. So maybe maybe you'll, you won't pay attention to it as much. But I think where it really hurt people is the is the people that already took. Right, because there are a lot of jobs out there who you've got to take if you're going to take more than a day vacation. You've got to let your work know. You know, a month or two ahead of time, time at least. I mean, I mean that's so, an issue you and I both run into. So I, a lot of people who took this whole time off something, It could have been something that maybe somebody might have hinted at a little earlier. Right. I know they like. I you know I don't know why they like to keep things secret. Do they really wait to the last second to talk these over and then they're like, oh, that sounds good, and then they just print it? Or because like <laughs> I don't understand. Like they're not. This isn't freaking Beyonce's baby's name. Like this isn't something Beyonce's baby. No, they've been talking about this for months. <laughs> you know, I this mean, is something that like they oh knew. My God, we got to keep it personal. We got to keep it secret on the mm -hmm. down low. You know, this is not Ford's new freaking truck. We got to keep everybody <laughs> on the on the freaking nothing, knowing about nothing. This is hunters who pay in every single year. And keep the conservation rolling 
and make sure that we leave the wildlife the way that we came to it. Mm -hmm. And if anything, our conservation would be worse without us. But instead, in telling us what's going on, we're just gonna we're gonna wait up until season, and then we're just gonna drop it on you. Here right. it is. I mean, a month before season, they tell you. By the way, your vacation screwed. Yeah, so your vacation's done. Um, for any of you that took all three weeks and you don't have any more, looks like you're not hunting your split. That sucks. That sucks. So October fifteenth, uh, if it's light down here, that sucks. That sucks. And it really does. So Now, we'll do a whole podcast on the digest. Because there are a lot of other rule changes and stuff that go into it. Some, some word There's changes. There's some word changes that go on that I think a lot of questions were asked. And they tried to change the words up to make them be more insightful. But if anything, I think they just they did the same thing. Because no, we were texting one morning while we were both at work. And we were talking about the digest. And we were both reading it you know, separately, of course. And he had texted me. And you were like, hey. Look at how much clearer they made it. And I was like, what do you mean? You were like, well, this is what they mean. I was like, oh, I took that a totally different way. So we realized it was not as clear because we both thought it was. For everybody everybody thinking they they know the rules or they know the laws, go talk to your local DNR agent. I don't think you know as much as you think you know because they don't know. No, because they don't. So that's another thing. And I'm hoping we've got a couple DNR guests that we've been talking to about having them on. I hope we can get one on before – I'd like to before goose season starts. I would like to as well. And I don't want it to to be the officer we talked to a couple weeks ago, Uh, which is probably another separate podcast or YouTube video we should do. I mean we could – we can get into it a little bit of like just the gist. So a lot of people in the state of Michigan are confused about the float hunting laws and all the regulations that come with it. And when you're crossing down rivers with public and private land on either side and you know who owns what on lakes. So we were talking to a DNR officer. It's understood that if you're – you're on a river, you have to have permission from both sides of the bank. I get that because you're on a river, you, it's easy to touch bottom, the bank is super close to you, so more than likely your pellets are going to hit bank. But what gets confusing <clears throat> is when you're on a big lake, if I have permission from one person who lives on said lake and owns property, and I can get on the lake, can I hunt the lake even though other people own the property? And we asked the DNR agent this, and he told us, Well, you're splitting hairs there, son. And we informed him that, no, I don't think we are splitting hairs because this we- is a common issue. Hence why they would change it. That float hunting is actually changed in this year's digest, the way they worded it. It is. Um, but it's no more clear than, than last year's issue. And basically what he said was, well, the law is kind of iffy, so it would be up to the officer's discretion. Yeah, pretty much what he says is it's subjective. And I'm I'm coming to find out, I really think, a lot of the rules that they enforce are subjective. If you're not over your limit, and you're not shooting the wrong shell at them, and you have your tube, you know, you um, not your choke tube, but you have your... um, Plug? Your plug. There you go. Thank you. We'll get there eventually. (laughs) You have your plug. (laughs) We're not known as the smart people podcast for a reason. Then after that, it's very, very discretionate, like, who you're talking to. And it really is. And you know what's funny? We talked to two DNR officers, and they both kind of had differing opinions. One was more of a hard ass about it. The other one was like, eh, I probably wouldn't do anything for it. So I guess the lesson to learn about that is be nice when the DNR officer walks up to you because yeah, read, she could hit the fan real fast. Yeah, read your local DNR officer, I guess. Like, uh, And if you're in a small town like us, which most of you in Michigan are... Go talk to them. You know, drive down. You, most of us have local DNR. You can drive. Offices. There's lots of numbers you can call. Um, we're hoping to get one on though, just so we can make some 
make some things clear for Michigan, for sure. Because, I mean, it's confusing. Sometimes they own the lake bottom, sometimes they don't. It, we don't have water rights in Michigan, so you don't own the water. But at the same point... If they own the land underneath, then you need all the landowner's permission. And He told... Yeah, this is, <coughs> this is his words. That if he, they land, own the land underneath, then you need all of the, their permission. If they don't, you only need one. But then we were also told by another individual that if they own the land underneath, you just have to stay on their portion. So it's it's very confusing, very, very confusing. fuzzy. So a lot of you guys, if you have questions for your local DNR officer, send them in. You can you can text us. Our number's on our website. You can go to our Instagram at Locked On Sound Calls. You can go to our TikTok or Facebook at Locked On Sound, or you can email us at LockedOnSound at gmail.com for all your questions because we'd like to ask them a bunch when they're here to make sure we clear up a lot of things for you guys. Yeah. Um, now, I think that's that's all we're going to do on the Digest because we're going to have an old separate podcast on that um, so we can move on here. Well, what would you like to talk about next? Because there's a couple different things, so think, what are you feeling passionate about? I think we can talk about <clears throat> – we can talk about Saginaw Bay Waterfall Festival. Everything that comes with it, everything getting up to it, because this is all brand new for us. It is. Um, there's things that you know we totally forgot that we needed. Everything we've been to has been indoors. This is outdoors. We need a canopy. A canopy. We, we need tables. Tables. We a bigger chair cover. Chairs. We. I mean, we have to prepare for wind, water. Heat sun. index is 100 degrees for that weekend. So this so. is gonna. This is not no AC. You know, it's it's much different than what we we've, we've gone with. So it's a it's a bigger logistic issue because we have to get everything there and like we said earlier both of us drive gas guzzler trucks so getting stuff there isn't cheap no and i think this year is a big one because we decided inevitably that we were not going to drive back down we we decided that getting the hotel would be either similar priced or maybe just a tiny bit more expensive but at least we wouldn't have to you know miss out on some sleep because we have to be there at seven o'clock in the morning to set up both mornings and living two and a half, two hours and 40 minutes away, that's a problem. And it was fairly close to the same price. It was a little bit more pricey, but like you said, you get five hours of your day not driving. So, yeah. so we, we decided to do the hotel, but I mean, if we talk logistics on this, we talk money. If we went last year compared to this year, not last year, year before, I guess we're getting into... No, getting last, year. last year. Last year. Last year compared to this year, you take the price of fuel... Price I mean, of fuels more than doubled. More than doubled. Hotel costs. We got a hotel in Saginaw last year for about eighty bucks cheaper per night. Yeah. So, so the hotels are up. Damn near doubled. I mean, obviously, we're only staying there for a couple nights, so it's not a big deal. But if you were staying there more, the food prices are up. Food prices are up. I yep. Mean, wa- water's up. Every can, everything. Everything's up. So if you're making a trip or you're about to do something like this, make sure you budget friendly and make sure you get prepared to pay more. Because that's definitely going to happen. Which, I mean, I think at this point, everyone's pretty much getting used to the fact that, you know, they know they're paying more wherever you go. But where it's really going to hurt is, unfortunately, businesses like us in the hunting industry. Whether you're a call maker or a guide company or an apparel company, you're going to feel it this year. Well, and we can get into it here. So when we go up there, you know, we got to think the long-term, long run. We're a small company. We don't sell a tremendous amount of goods. So this show is a big deal for us. This is supposed to be a big it's one of our bigger days. How many people do you lose coming to the show because they don't want to make the drive? How many people do you lose coming to the show because they're not going to come from another state? They're not flying in. That's too. That's way too much <coughs> money. How many people do you lose because it's too much in fuel? It's too much in a hotel. 
it's too much in a babysitter to get them to watch the kids. There's everything's food up. for your trip, up and down, exactly. fast food, everything. Everything's up. You lose a lot of customers. And then how many people right now? Now it might be a little different right now because I think people are on a, on, a, on a false trend right now. But how many people right now have the extra money sitting in their pocket to go and buy a call? Definitely not at this moment. I mean, it's less than last year, for sure. For sure. I mean, there was a lot of money being slung around last year, and we noticed it with orders. We definitely noticed it. Right after we got those nice checks from the government for stimulus, we'd, we'd see an influx of orders every month that we got one of those checks. Yeah, so when one came up, we knew we were going to get an influx. Now, with the way things are right now, people are penny-pinching. Yep. And it's are. kind of a good luck uh, check on getting everything around, and I think... Some of the big businesses, you can get rid of some of your spending, you know, down the line, get rid of some employees, get rid of some of your objects that you don't need. We're run by two guys. We don't cut, take a paycheck. No. We're not paid to be here. This is just a dream running on, running on a dream, running on love here. Running on love. (laughs) That's what our company's saying. So we, we have knocked our price down as low as you can get it. And if you can, you know, you continue to hit us. If we go to this show, we've invested a lot of our money into this show. We've invested a few grand coming to this show for you guys. So if, if we get to the show and everything goes really well, we did a good job. If everything goes really bad, we're in trouble. We're in trouble. And a lot of that, I think you'll see this year, it's kind of one of our plus sides to going to the show is we will be, I'm almost positive, the cheapest call company there. I am very interested to see if there's another call company that's offering call for thirty nine ninety nine. I don't think so. I've seen a lot of other call. I mean, you can go to your, you maybe you can go to your local Cabela's or your Bass Pro or whatever you got, um, your Shields, anything like that, and you might be able to find a company who's, I don't even know where they're from, China probably. A China company they with a might poly have one call. for sale probably for like thirty bucks. And it's not going to sound very but, great. But take it out of the package for me and blow it. And please tell me whether you think theirs beats ours in sound. Because if it does, I don't know if I would continue making ours. I'm going to be honest. If, if theirs sounds better, then I'm moving on. Because that's, <laughs> that's, uh, that's not right. You're not going to find – I can promise everybody coming to the show this weekend. And we know a lot of you guys are. If, if you find a call cheaper than ours, it's not going to sound nearly as good. You're no. going to get a way too raspy, bellowy. It's going to sound damn more like an owl hooter than it is a duck yeah. call. So, I mean, we can go over that too. We talked about it coming into the show. There's a lot of competition there. And those guys' calls, they've been doing it for a long time. They have better machines than we do. They have more time to do it. They, you know, This is their full-time gig. This is what they do. And I will say, th- their quantity and quality might be better. And I don't say that in a bad way. They just might have more ratching inserts than we do. They might have all acrylic you know, duck calls more than we do, all acrylic goose calls more than we do. But I feel like for us, we walked into it knowing that. So we made sure that our prices reflected what we're selling. And we also have the best sound, I think, ratio for the price. Which, let's be honest, everybody, everybody buying a duck call cares about sound. Well, Not everyone cares about it. Yeah, that's what you need the sound to when, kill a duck. When we came or up goose. with the Serenator call, the whole point behind it was we had gone to a couple shows. We had sold to a lot of people. And a lot of people told us, you know, the, the, the 75 to $80 that we're spending on this acrylic call. Which is cheap compared to a lot is, of other I companies. Which is pretty cheap. You know, most of those guys are going to be selling it for $135, $150 on that call. But they would be saying, oh, that's, that's still a little too out of our price range. And we, we kind of sat back and we're like, okay, we need something 
that the average Joe, because that's what we are, the average Joe would would love to blow, would love <clears> on his lanyard, but is affordable. And that's exactly what this is. And I think this is going to be our biggest seller at the show, 100%. I don't think anything else touches it in sales. And I'd like to actually know what everybody else does in sales at the show because I money-wise, you know, does it make as much profit? No, but that's not what we're, there, what we're there for. The name brand, getting the recognition is what we're there for. Having the name on the lanyard. We want as many of them out there as possible, and I think these are what's going to get it done. We had... At our, we went to a show back in what was it late April? Probably we went to the Red Fox Sportsman Swap Show. Yep. And we went there and had maybe thirty of our new Serenader Edition calls out, and I think they did exactly what we expected them to do. You know, people were walking by and they're like, "Oh, that's a sweet call," and their kids loved them. And they were like, "Well, like, I'm not going to buy a, my six year old daughter a ninety dollar duck call, but they'd see our thirty nine ninety nine Serenader Edition calls, and he bought both of his daughter calls. And it's stuff like that that you know that that kid's going to have that call." Until they're an adult. And it's going to be on their lanyard for probably the rest of their life. I, would, I mean, that's what, that's what I'm excited about. That, that people would come up and they would, you know, they're not, if they're not a hardcore hunter, they're like, ah, oh, I've got one call at home. It sounds okay. These sound better, but I'm not willing to part with that 80 bucks. That's right. not going to happen. I just, I need that for something else. The $39.99 is a much better price point to hit. And I think it gets a lot more people acted. Like, cause before, <clears throat> before we had the standard, we'd have people walk by and be like, those are amazing calls. We love them. But I can't buy them right now. I'll have to get a hold of you when I get my next check. The $39.99, I, a lot of people for 100% a lot of people pulled will. their wallet out and said, you know what? I'll take it right now. And we've got about 100 of them, I think, coming to this next show. So we've got plenty for you guys, plenty for you to see. And if you see something that you like, and maybe you want something changed. You know, if you see an acrylic color you like even, you're like, oh, I wish I wish it had this color mixed in. Let us know. We'll take custom orders right there at the show, and we'll ship it right out to you. Yeah. Um, that's another big thing, I think, our, our custom orders. And then just, just the customer service that we have. Don't be afraid to text us, call us, anything like that, because we always answer. We always pick up. We had a guy uh, at us on Instagram the other day, and within within 10 minutes, we, we were back with him on on a main page. It wasn't even just a DM. It was yep. an actual at on a main page. Um, and we all, we always get back with people. We have a lot of business partners coming into this show too. A lot more than we had previously. We do. And one of our biggest ones, I think that a lot of you guys who follow our Instagram and stuff have seen before. And I think we've talked about them on the podcast before is flipping birds apparel. So he'll be side by side with us at this show selling his, he does predominantly snow goose hunting gear but he's got some apparel for just about every hunt you could want. I mean, we we have and wear a lot of his stuff hunting and day to day, and I think his his hoodies are one of my favorite things. Probably my favorite apparel I own. Um, it's super comfortable. It's super comfortable. Everything's soft. Everything's warm. It feels really good. And honestly, I like Mike just because he could sell snow to an Eskimo. He could. Um, this this man's a realtor by heart, <laughs> uh, but a goose hunting machine by nature. And I think he takes it personally. Every show he goes to, every every person he talks to, it's personal for him. Oh yeah, that's one of the most important things. Personal stories, uh, bringing everything to life. And I'm telling you, he just he makes everything kind of more fun. And I'm glad he's going to be right next to us, side by side, um, because we love sending people his way, and he likes sending people our way as well. 
yeah, it's definitely a great partnership we have with him. And we might be wearing some of his apparel there, you know, some of our apparel mix. But between the, our two booths, you'll be able to set yourself up for whatever kind of hunting season you want to have. And I'll just put it out there now. If you're going to buy one of his hoodies, you might as well buy two. Because if you've got a girlfriend at home, she's probably going to steal it from you. Uh, I haven't seen any of mine. They're gone. Yeah, your hoodies are gone. No, they're gone. So. As soon as we get to fall weather, we hit like 60s, 50s, they're gone. They're I gone. Don't. I brought I brought one home. I was like, "Oh man, this is great. I'm gonna wear it out to the ball game." Yeah, I didn't get to wear it to the ball game. Didn't get to wear. It. No, we no. showed up and I met him there, and it was like, "Oh, Hunter, you're wearing a different hoodie." Yeah, me. I didn't get to wear it. My girlfriend definitely stole it. She wore it to the ball game. She did. Um, I don't actually. I don't think I own a hoodie. I'm pretty sure I don't. You I don't either. They're just gone. Um, they're just gone. But no, they're so soft and they're really comfortable. And they're kind of like a really good nap hoodie. They really are. They're I mean, super comfortable. Everything about them is just very. Snug. They're great for that early season goose hunt, you know. Especially like if, if you're here in Michigan, you know, that early season Canadian hunt in September, it might be 30 degrees when you get out there, but it's going to be 80 by the time you leave at noon. Yeah. So they're great to wear out while you're setting up decoys and everything. They're warm enough. You're not going to sweat your ass off, but they're going to be great to wear in and out of the field. Well, that's kind of how our season goes as a whole. They'll be good. Dressing for us is a pain in the butt because you get there, it's 25 you're cold, nothing's going right, your fingers hurt, but then when the birds start flying and then you're picking up and then, you know, you're picking up and I feel like 90, you're like, oh Oh yeah, man. it's bad. Our so, opening day of duck season last year, when I was looking through my hunting book last year, it was 73 degrees when we set up that morning. So you got to think by the end of it, it was probably 85 degrees opening day duck season. Oh yeah. Well, it was super foggy <coughs> that morning and then it turned, it turned to heat right off the, right off it the did. bat. As soon as the sun came up, it was bad. But great apparel, Awesome. Um, can't wait to get up there. Yeah, for sure. And for those of you also coming to the Point Mouillet Waterfowl Festival, we're in talks with a decoy, or not a decoy company, a lanyard company right now. So be on the lookout for those as well, because we're going to have some sweet looking lanyards by then, hopefully. All right. Um, I think that'll do it for the Saginaw portion. Well, I want to talk about a couple more things with the Saginaw show before we move on. So as we've said a couple times now, we've got about 150 calls coming with us. Now, since our last podcast, we've released some new calls as well. Some of them sold out right away that we didn't think they were going to. We didn't have enough of them in stock, and that's our turkey collection. Uh, we're bringing turkey to, to the Saginaw Bay Waterfall Festival. I don't know if anybody's going to think that's weird or not. We'll see. Um, but we are. We, it's bird hunting. It, Close it, enough. <laughs> it's, it's bird hunting, sure. We, um, we talked about it quite a bit, whether we wanted to or not. But we landed on, we've got them. It's more products for you guys to look at. Say, there was differing opinions going into it, but we ultimately decided that it's definitely, it just brings more quantity to our booth and just more stuff for everybody to pick up. And, and it's not like we're that far off fall turkey anyways. No. I mean, so, we, we, we didn't even release them for spring turkey. Like, they never even made the Instagram or the website. You know, because as soon as we... As soon as someone heard we had them, we, we didn't even have that many of them. We were getting ready to release them just so we could see what they would do. They were gone. They were gone. Sold out. So word, then, word of mouth, they were gone. So we, they didn't make the Instagram because with word of mouth being gone, it was like, oh. Well, we can't really advertise them and tell people, sorry, you're not getting it. So we'll have them for the fall. We'll have them at the show. We offer various kinds of wood. We offer uh, slate calls and aluminum and glass for pot calls as well as a couple different striker options. We have push-button turkey calls as well, and we're coming with about 100 mouth calls as well. So anybody who – we've got three different read-style mouth calls. So anyone from mouth calls to pot calls to push-button, we've got them for turkey for you. Yeah, we've got we've got a lot more to choose from this year, that's for sure. Uh, hats, we're coming with some good hats. We've got uh, black, some olive drab green, uh, brown, and some camo. 
So Now, our last show, we only had one kind of hat. Yeah. And they weren't super popular. So now we've got beautiful leather patch hatches um, made by Roots Edge right here locally in Michigan. So it's another great local company that we get to partner with. And we're super excited to see how well those hats sell because we've been selling out of them left and right here at the shop. So once they're in front of you guys and you can really see how sleek they look, we're excited to see those fly off the shelf as well. I'm super excited. Now, you said you had a couple things you want to talk about. What's on the docket? The the turkey calls were pretty much the, the bread and butter of what I wanted to discuss. Um, those are the main new things we have. We'll have a couple grunt calls with us, but the turkey mouth calls were a huge thing in the spring that people were texting us every day about, and I had to keep telling them, sorry, we don't have mouth calls yet. Now we've got them, so come and get them. Uh, I hope they're a big seller. I think so. And they're especially also, if they're also very reasonably priced as well. They are. I mean, our turkey mouth calls are going to be one for $11, or you can get a three pack for 30 And if you're at the show and you want a three pack, you can pick out, you know, if you want three of the same read, if you want one of each read, you can pick and choose from there. But they look great. They seem great. They sound great. So hopefully you guys like those as well because we've officially got those in stock. So I think that'll pretty much wrap us up, actually. Um, we've discussed everything we wanted to get out to you guys before the show. So be sure to come check out you know, anything from duck, goose, turkey, apparel, hats, anything you guys can want, we're going to have there. So super excited to see all you guys this weekend at uh, the Saginaw Bay Waterfowl Festival right here in Michigan on the 6th and 7th.